Okay, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Once again,、uh, welcome to the weekly、uh, Bible study that I do each week. That's why it's called weekly.、Um, I know it's not Wednesday. It's usually、um, uh, Wednesday that I do this. I know it's Thursday. That's because I got sick yesterday, so I wasn't able to to do a live video. But、uh, here I am today. Thank God, I'm a whole lot better. I got my my. Voice back,、uh, and my breathing back. I'm breathing normal.、Um, anyway, as you can see, I'm wearing my team today, the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not going to Super Bowl, but they are, and I'm so so happy. So, congratulations to my team.、Um, so, great weekend so far for sports. Um, Rams won, and then Manny Pacquiao won. Yes, congratulations to Manny Pacquiao. Don't know if he'll ever see this video, but congratulations to him anyway. So great weekend for sports.、Um, I hope you guys also had a great weekend as well.、Um, anyway, let's let's start with a quick、uh, prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today to learn your word. Father God, please help us to to、um, to. Better understand what you are saying to us in your word, Holy Spirit. Please be our guide, teach us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that you guide me as I teach the word. Please do not let my words just be my words. Please let them be your words. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So today we're going to be doing. We are doing Matthew twenty six verses one. To where am I? One to sixteen. Okay. Um, and if you need your notes, it is below this video. It's at the description section of the video, which is right below the video. Click that, and you'll see the notes. It is actually this one right here. Okay. Um. So, like I said, it's not my usual Wednesday time slot, so you may hear a little background noise here and there, you know. So don't be surprised, and I apologize in advance. But I'm well. I'm sorry, not sorry, to be honest, because、um, uh, <laughs> that's that that would be my family in the background. So if you ever hear like here and there a little background noise, <laughs> that's them. Okay, so Matthew. Matthew twenty six.、Uh, I'll start verse one. I'm reading from the NIV version. So the plot against Jesus. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, "As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified." Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Jesus. Next passage. Jesus anointed at Bethany. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head, and he, as he was reclining at the table, when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold. At a high price, and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, "Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. 
Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Verse 14, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Okay, so let's try to go verse by verse on this. So Matthew 26 here. So you see now Matthew shifts from his narrative of Jesus' ministry um, ministry and teaching to events leading to his death. So uh, this, the chapters before this, 1 to 25, talks about uh, Jesus and, and uh, well, I just said it, teachings and, and the miracles that he did and so on. So now Matthew kind of switches gears and, and tell us all about the events that lead to uh, Jesus' death. And so verse 1, when Jesus had when Jesus had finished saying all these things, now all these things meaning either the one he just said in the previous chapters or everything that he has said in all of the chapters before Matthew chapter 26. And he said to his disciples, as you know, that Passover, okay, so the Passover, now you all know, you probably, maybe some of you, you know, maybe a few of you don't know it, but uh, for most of you, you probably know that the, the Passover is the 10th plague okay, that uh, that was placed upon the Egyptians, okay, there were 10 plagues, each one of them representing uh, uh, something against the god of, of Egypt, the Egyptians, okay, and so the, the past, the, the 10th plague was about the firstborn, okay, so basically the instruction was God had told the Israelites, okay, so the Israelites were slaves to the Egyptians, okay, and they were badly treated. You know, they were building, you know, uh, many, many things for them, like huge uh, pyramids and statues and so on. Um, and so so the Passover, so, so the promise was that Jesus, uh, God was going to deliver them. Okay. And so God's instruction was, okay, you have to kill a lamb and take its blood and then uh, brush it on the sides and the top of the door. And then so when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And there will no there there will no be death of firstborn in your family. So that's where they got the name Passover because he was going to pass over if he sees the blood. And um, so so the the that was actually a foreshadowing of what Jesus uh, will will has done to us. Okay, and so the the symbolism there is basically the killing of the lamb. You're shedding its innocent blood. And then so now that blood takes the place of the person who was supposed to die from the plague, the 10th plague. And so that was the first time that the Israelites or the Hebrew people now know that, okay, for me to escape death, I need to take an innocent blood, shed innocent blood and sacrifice that in order for it to take my place. Okay, so that was the first time that they have that, they've learned of that idea, okay, of that, um, of that uh, lesson, okay. And so... Uh, well, everything, like everything in the Bible, the whole Bible points to Jesus. So again, this Passover that happened to them also points to Jesus, a foreshadowing of what Jesus had done for us, dying on the cross. Jesus is our final Passover lamb. Okay, and we see that on your note number. Let me get my my notes here. So that is on note number one. Okay, so let's go over that real quick. So here is your handy-dandy notes. So number one, Jesus is the final Passover lamb. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Let's go there. 
First Corinthians five seven. Okay, so I'm reading from the NIV version. First uh, Corinthians five seven says, "Get rid of the old yeast, so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are." For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. So now we know that Jesus is our Passover lamb, as it says in this verse. Now, next verse is John one twenty nine. Let's go there. John one twenty nine. So John one twenty nine. The next day, John saw Jesus coming down toward him and said, "Look." The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So remember what had happened in the Passover was God saving the Israelites from death, from the plague. So He saved them from death from the plague, and He also delivered them from slavery from Egypt. So that is parallel to us, where Jesus basically took us out of slavery of sin and also. Spiritual death, where we have we are completely separated from God. No, because of Jesus, that doesn't happen. Okay, so you see the 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 parallelism there. And so next verse is John nineteen thirty six, nineteen thirty six. So John nineteen thirty six. These things happened so that Scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Now.、Um, One of God's instructions was that、um, do not break any of the bones of the lamb. Dumb. One of His instructions also was that when you pick a lamb, the lamb has to be perfect. Okay, just as Jesus is perfect. And then one of、uh, the any no bones should be broken in the lamb because okay. So just a little something about crucifixion. Okay, when when they they crucified people before, they'd be hanging on the cross like this, right? And so, because of gravity, they're kind of pushed down like this. So their their body's sinking, so they can't breathe. So in order for them to breathe, they would use their legs, okay, their feet, and therefore their legs. They would push against the cross and kind of lift themselves up a little bit like this to get some air. And then once they've had, they've had enough air, they'll 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 relax again. Then when they need air again, they'll push and get some air. So what they did before, so that. So that people wouldn't do that because they survive longer on the cross. For them to die faster, basically, is that they, they, they break the legs. Okay, I know, gross, right? So they break the legs so that there, there's no way for them to come up and breathe for some air, and then they will, they will die faster. Now, Jesus, however, they didn't, they weren't able to die because he died before they can even break his bones. So, so not one of his bones was broken. And so, take a look at this. Um, let's see that instruction from God in Exodus twelve forty six. Let's go there. Exodus twelve forty six. Boom. Okay, Exodus twelve forty six. It must be eaten. Here's God instructing them. It must be eaten inside the house. Take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones. Okay, do not break any of the bones. You know, another thing also for um, another interesting thing also for the Passover that the, Jesus、uh, God instructed them was when they're eating the the Passover the Passover meal. So they're supposed to they're supposed to have their staff holding their staff. 
and with sandals on already and with their clothes tucked in. So before men would, would wear long, you know, clothing, you know, long robes and up to their ankles. So when they're walking, it's kind of limited. The motion's limited. So if you're going to travel and have a long walk, usually what they do is they lift it up a little so they have more uh, moving for their legs and they move it up and tuck it in their clothing like this. That means they're ready for traveling and they wear sandals for traveling. Okay. So by God saying, and also they use a staff while they're walking. So that means God is telling them, get ready. Okay, dress up like you're already going to travel, even though I haven't brought you up out of Egypt. But God promised them that he would take them out of Egypt. So to them, he's telling them, okay, have faith and and uh, show me show me that you have faith by, you know, dressing up for traveling and just getting ready. Prepare yourselves for for the promise because it's going to happen. So I think that's that's something that we can apply in our lives where, you know, God you know, has a promise for each one of us. And, you know, it goes different from person to person, depending on what God has laid in your heart. You know, it's something, it's, it's got to be some, some of them, sometimes it's, it's something like, wow, it's almost like impossible. I mean, if you think about it, you know, some of the things that God promises, it's like, wow, that's, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, well, of course you shouldn't doubt, right? But, you know, God tells you prepare, Prepare for it. You know, there's something like for me, there's something I'm believing for, you know, that, that God promised to me and I'm preparing for it now. You know, I'm preparing for it. Even though it, right now, if I, if I look at it, it's kind of impossible. It's like, you know, no, but God gave me that promise and you know what? I'm going to hang on to it and I'm doing the preparations now. Like it's like it's actually going to happen because it is going to happen because if God, God won't promise something that, that, you know, that he, he won't come through, you know, if he gives you a promise, he'll always come through. And we see that here with the Israelites. So he tells them when you're eating the Passover meal and mind you, the, the Passover hasn't happened yet when he was instructing them this. So they're probably like, okay, dress up for traveling, uh, put on my sandals, but we're still, in the house and the Egyptians are still out there, you know, but God tells them, no, tuck that, tuck that shirt in, get your staff, put your sandals on. You're going to be traveling soon. And he even said, eat it in haste, you know, because pretty soon you're going to get out of there. Pretty soon you're going to see my promise come to pass. And that's also one reason why he told them to, um, break the the Passover now okay the Passover celebration after that not now because you know Jesus is the Passover lamb but after that Passover happened the celebrations after that up to the point of Jesus death was how they celebrated it was they would eat this thing called unleavened bread it's because the Egyptian the sorry the Israelites when after the firstborn of Egyptians died the Pharaoh just told them, leave, get out of here. All of you get out of here. So they left in haste. They left quickly that they didn't have time to let the bread rise. So they just took whatever dough they had, whatever mix they have. I don't bake, so I don't really know, like, you know, how that goes. But all I know is you put yeast in it, you knead it, and then you you let it rise. You You wait, and sometimes it takes hours for it to rise and they didn't have time, you know, to let it rise. So they just got whatever they had and then they slammed it in the oven and then they cooked it. And then that's what they brought to travel. So the celebration now for past, why do I keep saying now? Okay. The celebration after that, that first, that very, very, that 
that event, okay? After that event happened, that Passover event happened, the celebrations after that, God commanded them, you got to remember what I what I did for you when I delivered you out of Egypt. So this is how you celebrate it. Eat it with unleavened bread so that you remember that they didn't have, the Egyptians, the Israelites didn't even have time to bake the bread. So they left in haste. So that's how they celebrated it. So anyway, okay, so the last verse for us to see that Jesus is the final Passover lamb is 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. So let's go there. First Peter 1, 18-19. I'm sorry, I'm like catching my breath because I still have a cold. My, my chest feels a little congested still, but you know what? In Jesus' name, we're going for this. Okay, so First Peter 1, 18-19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, Handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Amen. Amen. So that's that shows us that Jesus is the final Passover lamb. Okay, so next um, next part two of the, the verse two. So Jesus says, as you know, the Passover is two days away. And the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So the term Son of Man, you can first see that in Daniel 7.13. So let's go there. Daniel 7.13. Daniel 7.13. And so Daniel 7.13, In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a Son of Man, coming with the clouds heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. So, Son of Man, okay? Now, why, why Son of Man? See, Jesus is the Son of God, right? Uh, you know, the Trinity, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So, but uh, time, and ta- time and time again, you know, Jesus always uh, refers to himself as the Son of Man. So, this is for him to also show his, um, his deity, okay, as uh, fully God and fully man, okay? Um, and we all know that Jesus is fully God, fully man. Okay, it's it's hard to explain it. Okay, our little human brain can is isn't enough, you know, to explain that whole thing. Okay, so if there's something in the Bible that I feel like I can't explain, you know, it's not God's fault, obviously, right? It's my fault for for you know not having uh 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 knowledge. I, I can never, as a human being, understand. Uh, the mind of God. Okay, God has an infinite mind, uh, and, and mind is limited. Okay, God's mind is unlimited. Mind is limited. Okay, so there's no way I can understand uh, a mind like His. Okay, so so Jesus is fully God, fully man. Okay, and so the term Son of Man, He always would use it also because people could relate easily to Him when He says Son of Man. Okay, and okay, verse three. So then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest. So chief priests here and elders of the people. Okay, the chief priests here are the members of the Sanhedrin. Now, if you remember, I mentioned before the Sanhedrin is a um, Jewish high council. Okay, it's like their religious court or something. Okay, so it it consists of um, uh, Sadducees and Pharisees and 
Remember the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Uh, if you go back to the older, to past Bible studies, I believe I have in one of those PDF, a, I put them in separate columns, the differences between the Pharisees and Sadducees. Just go back to that and take a look at it. But one of the main ones is that um, the Pharisees believed in the afterlife and the Sadducees did not. Basically, for the Sadducees, if you die, you just cease to exist. If you're dead, you're dead. And that's why they're sad, you see. Okay, so that's a good way to remember it. So Sadducees don't believe in eternal life versus Pharisees believed in eternal life. Okay? And so the members of the Sanhedrin were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay, the chief priests were basically... The ones in charge of worship at the temple in Jerusalem and the teachers of the law were the Jewish scholars of the day. And so they, they assembled in the palace of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas. Okay, so Caiaphas actually lived in, in the upper city. Now in Jerusalem, you know, Jerusalem is walled, right? The whole Jerusalem is walled. So you have the temple over here inside the walled walls of Jerusalem. You have Herod's temple here. And then over here is the, um, it's called the upper city where the rich people lived, okay? Obviously, they're the, you know, the teachers of the law and everybody who's big time. And then there's the lower city where the poor people live, the mass, okay? And so if you look at the, and you'll see this online, you know, just Google it. You'll see a model of Jerusalem. And when you see there, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the lower city, it's got small little small rooms, houses, you know, all stuck together with narrow rows and so on. And then the upper, the upper city, which was for the rich people and obviously anyone in power or in, in uh, the Sanhedrin, obviously, the religious high council. So they all live there. And over there, they have big houses, buildings are separate. They have nice wide roads, you know. So that was a that was the difference between the upper city and the the lower city. And Caiaphas here, the high priest, was in the upper city, and so they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But they said not during the festival, or there may be a riot among the people. Now you have to remember, this Passover has been celebrated for years, years, years. You know, ever since God brought uh, the Israelites, excuse me, out of Egypt. Okay, so. All the Jewish pilgrims, okay, would travel, go to Jerusalem. So it'd be super packed. So many people, hundreds, okay. Yeah, some people say even hundreds of thousands of Jewish pilgrims came to uh, to Jerusalem for Passover. So I'm a good majority of those, okay. A good majority of those uh, admired Jesus. So, <clears throat> and the elders knew this. So they said, okay, to be on the safe side, we're not going to do it right now. Okay, so now... Next passage, Jesus anointed at Bethany. Now, while Jesus was in Bethany, okay, so Bethany in this day is in El Azaria, okay? Um, not sure if I pronounced that right, but El Azaria, okay? And the note two, on your note two there, whoops, I keep clicking the wrong. Okay, on your note two of the notes, okay, so scholars say that the Correct chronology, according to John, is Jesus went from Jericho to Bethany, where he gets, uh, you know, the perfume uh, anointed. 
Okay, so from Jericho to Bethany to Bethpage, where he got, we told the disciples to get the donkey and the call. And then he entered Jerusalem, which was Palm Sunday. Okay, remember that Bible study we did on Palm Sunday? Okay, so he enters uh, Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. The Palm Sunday is the Sunday before Resurrection Sunday. Okay, so they say that is the correct uh, chronology. So Matthew 20, 29, you can go there um, on your own because I'm running out of time again. Okay, so Matthew 20, 29, Jesus leaves Jericho. Matthew 26, 6 to 13, Jesus arrives at Bethany. Matthew 21, 1 to 46, which is what we read. Okay, Jesus went toward Bethpage where two of his disciples got, sorry, that's not the one we read. That's the previous Bible study that we did where two of his disciples got the donkey and called that he would ride into Jerusalem. Okay, so that according to, to you know, some Bible scholars is the correct chronology. Now, some people, you know, argue that so on, okay, whatever. But also another thing with um, this is, you all know that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay, they wrote the gospel, right? There's only one gospel. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ wrote in four different um, perspectives, four different ways, okay? So it's like this, okay? If an event happens and then a news reporter, there's like a lot of people, and then a news reporter interviews each one person, each person have like a slightly different story to tell, okay? But kind of like the main idea, okay? So let me present to you some of the... Um, the similarity and differences of this uh, uh, Bethany passage. Okay, so in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew says, Bethany, home of Simon the leper. Okay, and then Matthew says also, a woman came to him. He didn't mention any names. Okay, Matthew also says, alabaster jar of expensive perfume on the head of Jesus. And there was no crying of the woman or anything like that. And then uh, the issue for Matthew was, uh, not not issue from Matthew, but the the issue in that passage that Matthew wrote was the issue was waste of money. Okay, remember the disciples says this is a waste of money. Okay, so now Mark, okay, Mark has the same points as Matthew. Okay, so backtrack a little bit, uh, a little bit background on this is that um, scholars also say that Mark was the first one to write the gospel. Okay, he wrote his first, and then Matthew and Luke had his writings as a reference okay so they had their own writings too but they referred to mark a little bit here and there as well okay and um they also are saying another source q uh but we're not going to get into that right now but john he, he he had always been an independent writer okay and you can see that when when you read his uh his book because he's more of like a philosophical guy okay whereas matthew mark and luke are telling events okay so they're more similar now Luke, okay, Luke here in this Bethany passage, he says it's a, a Pharisee, okay, and invited Jesus for dinner at his place. The town is unknown. A woman who lived a sinful life was how he described the woman. And he says, alabaster jar of perfume on the feet, okay, not the head, like Matthew and Mark had said. So for Luke, it's on the feet and the woman was crying, okay. And then the issue that Luke wrote was, the issue was being a sinner and forgiveness of sins, okay? Now for John, okay, like I said, John was like writing separately for himself. So he did say it was Bethany where Lazarus lived and Martha served, okay? And that the woman was Mary, okay? And the expensive perfume on Jesus' feet, and he wiped, she wiped it with her hair. Now, remember that 
Lazarus, Martha, and Mary are siblings. Okay, and the issue that John wrote was the issue in that passage was again also a waste of money. Okay, so you see some similarities, and then you have some differences here. You know,、um, while you know it's it's good to you know、uh, dig deeper into this and and. You know, know the details, and you know, listen to debates on you know who's right or what. You know, and that's great. You know, you get to you know exercise your mind. You know, we exercise, we can exercise our brains. You know,、um, but I, I sometimes we get so caught up with the details, so caught up with the the debates that we forget the entire point of why God placed it in the Bible in the first place. Okay. Sometimes we get all, like, no, this side is right, and no, no, this side is right, and this had happened, and that what happened? No, this came first, and that came first. No,、uh, we have to somehow pause, wait, pause. Okay, it's great that we're debating about this, but what? Why did God put this in the Bible? What is God teaching me here? What is the lesson here? Okay, when you read that, you always have to ask, Lord, what are you teaching me here? What is the lesson here? That's the whole point of this of of the of the Bible. Okay. The point of obviously God showing us, okay, that His plan of salvation for us, okay, is Jesus Christ, okay. And then He also tells us some guidelines and you know how we can survive this life until we can be with Him, okay. That's the whole point of the Bible, not the little details here and there. You know, that's good. You know, you exercise our minds. That's great. You know, I'm I'm not saying bad about that, but let's not lose focus too on why God placed that in the Bible. We need to get the lesson out of it, okay. Um, and so, so those are the differences. Okay.、Um, also, I, I almost forgot. I was trying to think of that point.、Um, the point, the the purpose of the gospel writers was not to accurately put the details or the chronology perfectly. Okay, that is not their purpose. Their purpose is to accurately tell us the message of Jesus. Okay, that is their purpose. Not the little details here and there in the chronology, chronology, the chronology. Okay, not those. Okay, the main purpose is the accuracy of the message of Jesus. That's it. Okay, all right. So let's move on. So we are now at verse seven. Okay, so a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. Now the very expensive perfume, according to Mark. And according to John, is called nard or spike nard. Okay, which was super expensive. It's so expensive that it's actually said that it is a year's worth of salary. Okay, now you are all about to do your taxes. It's tax season. Okay, here in the U.S. at least, it's a tax season. So look at how much you made for the year. Okay, without the deducted taxes. Okay, your gross amount. Okay, look at that. Okay, that was how much the alabaster、uh, jar of perfume was worth. And guess what that woman did? Poured it on Jesus, gave it to Jesus. That's what she did. What a huge sacrifice! What a huge sacrifice! And it makes me wonder: What about us? What precious thing have we actually given to Jesus? You know. And in our lives, it could be our time. That's precious, right? Schedule, you know, that's precious. Money, finances, yeah, that's precious. Career, yeah, that's precious. Career is very precious. Relationships, 
Yes, very precious health. Yes, that's precious. Now I'm not saying you know you guys like let's quit all of that. You know I'm just eat, eat junk food, forget about my relationship, forget my career, you know, forget about money. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. You know,、uh, not do, do away with my my schedule. No, what I'm saying is, let's give it to Jesus. You know, hand it to Him as a sacrifice. You know, loosen it up, loosen it up, hand it to, place it in Jesus' feet. Lord, I give this to you. It's worth a lot to me. It's worth a lot to me, more than a year's wage, I think. But I hand it over to you now. God will honor that. And as you see here in this passage, look at what Jesus said at the end of the passage. Truly, I tell you, wherever this I'm reading, I'm reading verse thirteen. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So, see how she wasn't expecting that. She wasn't expecting to be honored. Okay, she didn't go like, okay, I'm going to give this this very expensive perfume to Jesus, and and、um, he's going to say something good about me, and for for the rest of a、uh, uh, a lifetime and and more, I'm going to be mentioned in the Bible. First of all, she didn't even know there was going to be a Bible, and look at us now, 2019, and we're talking about her, right? So you see how. You know, in her mind, she just wanted to give it to Jesus. You know, she just wanted to sacrifice, give it to Jesus. You know, out of the, she it was out of gratitude. You know, in in Mark, Luke and Mark and John. I mean, you know, she was crying and so on. So I think it was more out of you know thankful and grateful and and forgiveness. You know,、uh, so she was thankful for all of that. You know, that's how much she loved Jesus. You know, and so without. Without thinking of getting anything back, and I think that's important for us too. We shouldn't. Okay, let's say. Okay, I'm going to sacrifice my time. I'm going to. I'm going to give my time to Jesus, and because I know I'm going to get something back. Now, yes, yes, He will honor you. Yes, He will bless you. You know, I mean, it says in the Bible. You know, God said, "If you guys, yes, God wants to bless us." Okay, I'm not saying you know anything, anything uh, uh, opposite that, but. You know, God. God said yes. You know, like you guys,、uh, human as you are. I'm just paraphrasing. Human as you are, you know, being human beings, you know how to give gifts to your children. What more, you know,、uh, God who is all perfect, all loving. What more? He wants to bless you too. You know, so yes, God wants to bless you. But we shouldn't have this attitude where like I'm gonna do this, sacrifice this and that for God because I'm gonna get something back. Nah, it's not like that. Okay, give it out of. You know, out of your love for him, don't expect anything back. You know, he will bless you. He will honor you. You know, and, but just for on our part, just give it to him, Lord. You know what? I give you my time, Lord. I I dedicate to you my career, Lord. I hand to you my relationships. You know everything. Okay, we should have that attitude. And so, continuing on, which she poured on his head. He was reclining at the table, so she poured on his head again. So.、Um, Uh, Matthew and Mark says head, Luke and John says feet, but whatever point is, she gave it to Jesus. Okay, so when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Now here, disciples here now, John twelve forty six reveals who who exactly is that disciple. Okay, John twelve four, John twelve four. Okay, until six. Okay, so but one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Who was later to betray him objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. 
He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. So, Judas Iscariot was the treasurer of the group. Okay, and when he said that, oh, what a waste! That could have been sold to the poor, and the money. Okay, that's that could have been sold, and the money given to the poor. Actually, he just wanted his cut. Okay, he wanted to get a piece of it. That's what he wanted. It was Judas Iscariot. He was a treasurer, and he's been stealing. And for this one, he wanted his cut from it. And so they asked, "Why this waste? Okay, why this waste? Now think about it. I mean, this woman, you know, she did something so simple. You know, like actually, it wasn't so simple. It was a year's uh, worth of uh, wage. You know, that the perfume. But you know, doesn't it also make you think of like the things that you have done?" You know, for people like let's say simple as volunteering, you know, for your church, you know, or or giving money to the poor, or even supporting like, you know, um, outreach programs, or even you know,、uh, children overseas, you know,、uh, World Vision and so on, you know, supporting those causes, those charitable organizations, you know. So people might say, "Oh, that's a waste of money," you know, or if you're volunteering, that's a waste of time, you know, or if you're doing some kind of evangelistic effort or. Any any ministry that you're doing, you know, people might think, "Oh, that's a waste of time. We're not even making money out of that." You know, there's no money, and there's no money in ministry. You know, so people may may tell you that, you know, or if they don't tell you that, they make you feel that, you know, and、um, don't don't take that to heart. Actually, just don't mind them, you know, because same thing here. So see here, the little things we do, you know, you may think people may think it's little. You know, like oh, that's just a waste. You know, that's just a waste of time. But to Jesus, that's everything. Remember, in Matthew twenty twenty five, he says, Matthew twenty five forty to forty five. Sorry, let's go there. Actually, Matthew, Matthew. Oops, Matthew twenty five. What was that? Matthew. Sorry, I lost my footing here. Matthew twenty five forty to forty five. Matthew twenty five forty to forty five. Okay, so I'm gonna read it. The king will reply, "Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me." Then he will say to those in his left, "Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire." Okay, so on, and I'm gonna.、Uh, okay, there you go. A devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes, or sick or in prison or did and did not help you? He will reply. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. So, so from there we see that nothing, that anything that you do, you know, whether people think it's small or not, you know, if you have volunteered, you've given money to the poor, you know, you eventually, you, Jesus sees it, and you've done it for Him to Him. Okay, so be confident in that. You know, don't lose heart. Okay, keep doing what you're doing, even if people think it's a waste of time. You know, and it's useless. Okay, that's a better way of putting it. You know, some people say、oh, that's useless. It doesn't work. There's no money in there. Not making money there. You know, just you're doing it for Jesus. That's what you're doing, and that's a big thing. That is not a waste. Okay, 
Verse ten. Aware of this, Jesus knew it. See, Jesus said to them, "Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me." So, see this phrase. Why? What Jesus said there. You know the 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 what he just said there. You can personalize that. You can put your name there. So the next time somebody tells you that what you're doing is a waste of time, that it's a waste, a complete waste. Okay, that whatever you're doing. Take this verse. Put your name in there. For example, for myself, I'm gonna put my name in there. Listen, aware of this, Jesus said to them, to my critics. Okay, Jesus said to them, "Why are you bothering Veds? Veds has done a beautiful thing to me. See that? Put your name in there. You know. So the next time you get discouraged, you know, when, when you feel that people are kind of, you know, giving you that impression that hey, that feels like a waste of time. Put your name in here. Okay." And just say it, okay. Remember this verse, Matthew twenty six ten. Personalize that verse, and then verse eleven: the poor you will always, the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Now, Jesus here, he's not dissing the poor, okay. He's not saying you don't need to help the poor, no. But the phrase "the poor you will always have with you" is actually part of Deuteronomy fifteen eleven. Okay, let's go there. Deuteronomy. Whoops, I always mess up this part. Do the Deuteronomy fifteen eleven. Okay, Deuteronomy fifteen eleven. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. Okay, so so by saying the poor will always you will always have with you it's like a reminder okay of jesus telling them you know you are you are supposed to help the poor okay so now uh let's jump now to uh judas agrees to betray jesus now jump to verse uh right before verse 16 so so they counted out so judas now asking the guys okay how much do you want for jesus okay so they said okay 30 pieces of silver now Thirty pieces of silver, Exodus twenty one thirty two. That was the price uh, of a slave. Okay, and you can see that in Exodus twenty one thirty two. Or back then, you know, if you're working for someone, your master, you're bound to him for life. Okay, if you have kids, they're bound to him too to work for him. Okay, and to, the only way to get out of that is, of course, if you die, right? And the second、uh, way to get out of it is if somebody pays thirty thirty silver, thirty、uh, pieces of silver for you, or if.、Uh, You are substituted by someone better. Okay, so you see, that is also、uh, like in parallel. Also shows like what Jesus did for us. You know, he took our place to get us out of slavery. He was the better one. He took. He let himself be the substitute. Okay. And so, sixteen from then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Now, people always say, "Oh, why did Judas like all of a sudden do this to Jesus?" Now. Okay, so Judas, okay, and and many others, okay, believed thought that they that like many people back then, okay, in Jesus' time, even before that, when they、uh, prophesied about the Messiah, they thought, see, the Israelites were always under somebody after King Solomon. Okay, so you had、uh, King Saul, then you had King David, then you had King Solomon, right, and then after that. Kingdom was divided into Israel and and Judah or Judea, okay. And then after that, they were conquered by the Assyrian Empire, and then after that, they were conquered by, 
the Babylonians, then after that the Persians, then after that the Greek, then after that the Romans. So it was just nonstop. Okay, so when they talked about the Messiah, they wanted the Messiah. Okay, it's not even as they thought the Messiah was going to be; it's they wanted him to be. They wanted him to be the one to overthrow the government. Okay, they wanted a physical reign and they wanted a political reign. Okay, that's what they had in their minds. Okay, because they've always been under a rule. Okay, what they didn't know the overthrowing that was mentioned is overthrowing of sins of the heart. And Jesus reigning in our hearts. Now we know that God reigns uh, in uh, every, in in all our lives, okay. And then Jesus is coming back to reign forever, okay. We know that. But at this time, they were just thinking of a po- physical political reign, okay. So at first, Judas thought it was uh, Judas thought it was just a a, a, po- a political reign, right? Uh, sorry, a political. And uh, basically a physical reign, okay? So that was what Judas thought. So what he said, what he did was, okay, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I have a position in this reign. I want to make sure that when Jesus finally overthrows the Roman Empire, I'm going to have a good seat with him. So he's always trying to find opportunities. And you can see Mark 10, 35 to 37. He wasn't the only one who kind of thought that way. Let's look at that. Mark 10, 35 to 37. Mark 10, 35 to 37. Mark 10. So let's go there. So Mark 10, 35 to 37. Okay, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do what we want you to do for us, whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. So, you know, see, that's one way of, of, of us seeing that, hey, these guys actually want some kind of position, right? But look at that, though. Sidetrack a little bit. You see, James and John, they told Jesus, we want, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're talking to Jesus, I mean, that way, you know? But look at Jesus' heart. He's so kind. He goes... He didn't like, he didn't tell them what, because if that was me, somebody tells me that, like, Vez, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. I'd be like, are you crazy? No, you know, but Jesus is not like that. Thank God. And so he, he even asked them, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus' heart is so kind. And then they reply, let one of us sit at your right hand, the other at your left in glory. So that kind of shows that, you know, they kind of want some kind of position with him. Okay, and that's why Judas kind of turned uh, when when the point that uh, the point where Judas kind of changed his mind. Okay, was when Jesus replied at the uh, in Bethany after the woman anointed him. Okay, uh, when she poured the perfume on his body, he said this: "The poor, remember the uh, verse eleven. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me." You will not always have me. So Judas probably thinking, not always have me. And then verse 13, truly I tell you, oh, sorry, jump verse 12. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Judas probably like, burial? Wait a minute. This is not a physical, political reign. This is a spiritual reign. I'm not interested in the spiritual reign. Forget this. I'm going to sell this guy. Forget that. 
you know. So that was when you know Judas、uh, changed his mind. And so anyway, so we we end there, verse sixteen. Um, I hope to get to verse seventeen、uh, next week. We'll see. You know, um, usually what I do is I just read on and and see where you know the Lord、uh, wants me to expand. I know I went super overtime today. Okay, but I hope you guys got something out of that. I know I'm like kind of catching my breath while I'm talking today. That's because, again, I'm still feeling a little congested. So I apologize if you can hear me breathing, especially on my podcast. You know. I bet you guys can hear me breathing in and out,、uh, <laughs> so I apologize for that.、Um, but hopefully, you guys got something out today.、Um, so, two things on your on your takeaways on your notes is number one, people may think that some things we do for Christ are a waste, but Jesus thinks otherwise. Number two, whatever we give up for Jesus matters to Him. All right, so I hope you guys got that, and、uh, let's say a prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for. For gracing us today with your presence, Lord God, for helping us to learn your word. Thank you, Lord God, for always humbling us with every lesson that you give us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you also teach me as well. I'm learning so much from you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, please continue to work in our lives, Lord.、Uh, I pray for each and every person who is watching this video today. I pray that you, you. Teach them, Lord God, your word, Lord God. Reveal to them your love for them, your plan, and your promise for them. Holy Spirit, please continue to work in the lives of these people, Lord God. Let them be your messengers, Lord God. Let them be your ambassadors of hope, Lord God. The real hope, the real love, the real peace, the real happiness that can only found in Jesus. I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'll see you guys next week. Um, I'll be wearing another Rams hat and maybe another Rams shirt, you know, until we get to the Super Bowl and until we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll see you guys then. God bless. Take care and remember, there is true happiness in Jesus. Bye, guys.